If you're an established woman in tech who is creating results and making an impact at work, so your workload and stress just keep growing, but promotions and salary bumps remain a distant dream, it's time for a change. Listen, we all know the tech industry has dramatically changed. It's time your career approach did too. You don't need cookie cutter programs or dusty advice from outdated playbooks because What works for tech bros won't work for you. You need individualized, bespoke support to build your brave career. One that reflects who you are as a woman in tech. I invite you to explore career coaching with me. Get all the details, including prices and client results at tricksteinbach.com. You can stress less work less, and earn more. You've already earned it. Let's make it happen. Welcome to the Celebrate Brave podcast. I'm Nicole Church-Steinbach, your host and the international bravery coach for women in tech. I serve women all over the world to earn more money, create more opportunities, and thrive in the tech industry because tech needs all of us. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, brave people. So first off, as this is going live, it is the week of Grace Hopper Celebration 2021. For those of you who are not familiar with anitab.org or the Grace Hopper Celebration, you are going to want to tippity tap up your fingers right on over and discover this incredible organization doing remarkable work to drive equity in the tech industry for all. Grace Hopper, you're going to want to get a ticket next year. They sell out super fast. Grace Hopper Celebration is the world's largest celebration slash conference of women in technology. The first year I went was three years ago. And I believe at the time we were 20,000 women in technology and one of the most powerful moments I ever had in a conference took place at Grace Hopper. I was standing with another person, another woman in technology at a bridge and it was time for the keynotes. And so all 20 some thousand women and a few allies We're walking towards, inside of this massive conference center, towards the keynote arena, the keynote space. And they had to go directly under this bridge, under this walk bridge. And I stood there watching thousands of women from all over the world. And the person next to me said, and they say we have a pipeline problem. I was already emotional before the person I was with (laughs) called out the reality. And then I cried because it's true. There are so many wonderfully skilled women in technology for all aspects of the industry of technology all over the world. We are not the problem. We never have been. We were the first coders. The first computer software was written by a woman before computers even existed. The problem is, and always has been, 
historically advantaged groups creating systems and infrastructure that closes the majority of the world out, that excludes us. Last year, Grace Hopper was virtual, and I was amazed again at the power we have as women in technology to create virtual connections and value for each other, even when we're sitting spread all over the world. And this year, my third Grace Hopper celebration, I can already tell the energy, the impulse. Oh, as I'm recording this, it is the Sunday before Grace Hopper begins. We've already had a few virtual networking. We're already connecting in our private member space in the Anita B membership program. And I can already tell it's going to be incredibly powerful. So when this episode goes live, it will be the fourth day of Grace Hopper 2021. And if you're listening to this, get yourself a ticket for Grace Hopper 2022 if you missed it. And I really recommend joining Anita B. I am a premier career coach. I do believe I was the first that met all of their qualifications and checks. So clients of mine who are Anita B members do get a pretty significant reduction in price because I believe in this organization and I believe in what we're building. Oh, so to the actual content of this thrilling episode. So the reason that we're going live with my conversation with Babel in the week of Grace Hopper is because the entire story revolves around Grace Hopper. 2019. So there's also a strong connection to episode six. My first ever guest on Celebrate Brave was Coral Handled. So if you missed that episode, I suggest you check that one out as well, because when you hear both episodes, you will have three individual women's perspective of a life-changing event that took place at the same time in very different ways for all three of us. My biggest breakthrough in this conversation was the wisdom that Bear will share with us to stop answering questions for other people. Instead, ask the question and let them answer. Another way to say this is stop self-censoring. Apply for the job. Ask for the raise, reach out for the new connection, reach for that certification, go for it. Stop answering questions for other people. And then the last little piece is we had a little bit of a technical issue. And so I need to add a bit of context for Babel's role model. So she says in the recording that her role model has a hundred percent disability. For my global audience, that may sound a little bit strange. It is a system in Germany for identifying how much the disability, quote unquote, counts inside of the system and leads to support services, infrastructure to support that individual. 
So 100% disability does not mean that nothing functions, obviously, in the story. What it does mean is that for the healthcare and social services infrastructure of Germany, there's 100% access to a variety of different opportunities. So I hope that makes it clear when you're listening to the amazing story. I teared up and I was deeply inspired and I hope that you are too. Here we go. Happy Grace Hopper Celebration Week 2021. And let's listen to the conversation with Babel. Let's go. Hello, brave people, and welcome to another episode of the Celebrate Brave podcast. Time is invaluable. It is irreplaceable. And I'm very grateful that you are spending it with us. And I get to say us because our guest this episode is bearable. Hi. Hi, Nicole. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you. And before we dive in, bearable and I have like our lives have intersected in different places and we didn't meet each other until after we probably should have met each other a quite a number of times. We worked at the same place. We have people in common. My in-laws live essentially in the same village. It's like one little field in between the two. We know a bunch of people in common, but what is so exciting about having Bearbull is one situation that definitely changed the trajectory of my career and my impact in the world was speaking at a conference and speaking about bravery for the first time. And being my co-presenter was Cora, who at the time was 16. And she was my very first guest on the Celebrate Brave podcast. So if you miss that one, totally go back and hear about being brave at any age. And Cora is actually the very extremely, extraordinarily lucky daughter of Babel. And so we're having this, I don't even know what, what would that be? 360? I have no idea. Perspective on this incredible moment in time with your brave story. So I'm so excited to share this with others. So would you share it with us from yes, your sure. perspective? <laughs> sure. So my bravery story starts with you, Nicole, because I was so brave to write an email to you mm. and an email with an impossible question that you possibly could only answer with no because so the and this story is all is, from your perspective right yes like, this, I is, love this it. is this is from my perspective so the story was I was invited as speaker to the Grace Hopper conference in in the US and I wanted to have my daughter with me because I was already there and I I made huge experiences there and so I wanted to have my daughter there but I was not able to get a ticket for her Mm. so I tried everything I contacted my whole network there was no ticket to get So I approached Nicole asking her whether she could imagine to have my daughter, 16 years old, (laughs) as a (laughs) co-speaker. 
so I I expected a no and <laughs> I got a yes. So it was so crazy, but it taught me a lot because I mean, this is something that I always tell people if they ask me, should I apply for this job? And I say, give yeah. others this chance to say no. Yeah. I mean, if, if you do not apply, you do not even give them the chance to say no and you make their decision. Why? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, um, you know, another perspective is, is self-censorship. If I don't know how someone else is going to respond to my negotiation, then I just self-censor myself and I don't even ask. I don't even give them the chance to say yes, maybe, or no. I love that. I love that. And there's a little bit of context that I do want to add, which is we were at the same company and quite a number of people were chosen as speakers, invited as speakers. And I guess there was someone who organized us all and sent us all an email with probably information about what we should and shouldn't say or something along those lines. I don't even remember. And you actually sent the original email asking if anyone had a lead on a ticket to all of us, right? There were more, there yes. was quite a number. So what I love about how you've told the story is that you left out the fact that you got to know from like a bunch of people who didn't even answer you. <laughs> they just yeah. ignored their colleague, which is so, so strange. And, and so that's like not even a part of the story, which is fascinating. And I just, I happened to have a personal contact at a need to be our kids go to the same school. And so I reached out and I asked and she said, no, <laughs> absolutely no tickets. It's totally sold out. Not going to happen. And I let you know, and then you asked, you actually pitched me an amazing, for, okay, so this is my perspective, this amazing perspective, like, hey, okay, cool, I can't have my daughter go, but what do you think, this is how I remember it, what do you think about her being your co-speaker, and maybe she could just do something really little, or da-da-da, and I was like, this is amazing. This is such a cool idea. Yes. So we're on different sides of the same topic, having these very different experiences. Yes. And you said yes. And it was amazing. I mean, Cora added so much to that. And I know because of the feedback right after we spoke, but also to the podcast episode, like she inspired you asking that question and believing in yourself and believing in me and believing in your daughter. There's at least one other person who got on the stage for the first time ever in their forties, having held back their career because they refused to get on stage because of Cora's story. And that is for me, the power of brave. When we step into our brave, we have no idea what we create at all. Yes, that's true. So always give it a try and don't let others make your decision. Yeah. Don't make their decision. Give them a chance to, to make their decision. And, and then you see, and I mean, you need to be able to handle the no. Mm, yeah. yeah. That, yes. 
but sometimes you get a yes. So give the <laughs> yeses a chance. And I think what's amazing about this story for me, when I look at it now as an entrepreneur, right? I make a lot of offers that aren't accepted. I make a lot of offers that get a no or get silenced. But what do I really remember? I really remember the yeses, the opportunities to do something special, to step forward, to serve. And in your story, you focus in on that one crazy lady who was like, yeah, sure. Let's do this. Let's have fun. Yes. And we had fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Guys, and I think I had so much fun. We were searching for Pokemon all throughout Grace oh, oh It God. was so <laughs> fun. <laughs> So fun. <laughs> oh, Nicole, but I, I mean, I need to say if women are listening to us, if they have a chance to visit Grace Hopper, they yeah. definitely should take this chance. It is unbelievable. It's so good. And you meet so many interesting people and it's so inspiring. So I think it was my third time at Grace Hopper. And each time I come back, I walk mm -hmm. in a cloud for at least four weeks. <laughs> yes. You yes. know, it, it gives you the feeling yes. that you can do everything. You yes. are so good. And I always try to keep this feeling as long as possible. Yeah, I totally agree. I went to one in person and then one totally virtual because of COVID. And then this next one, I also get to attend and it's virtual and I'm so excited. I'm actually a speaker and I'm so excited. And there was this, when we were all in person, right there. So there's like 25 thousand people and 90% identify as women, which is just gorgeous. You have to picture you're in this huge conference. It takes minutes and minutes and minutes, like 10 minutes to walk from one room to the other room. And that's just in the one conference hall in Orlando, Florida. And in this one area where you're headed to the biggest space where all 25,000 of us fit, there are these open bridge walkways, one floor up. So everybody is streaming below these bridges and you can look down on them. As I was doing that, I had had this networking conversation and there was someone next to me. I, I don't remember who, but I do remember that the person said, and they tell us that there isn't a talent pool for women or for black women, brown women, trans women, they tell us there's no talent pool. Look, 25,000 people, 90% of them identifying as women. It takes minutes and minutes and minutes for that to pass underneath you. There is a talent pool and they're doing everything from sales to consulting, to dev, to support cybersecurity. They're doing everything because the talent pool and the skill and the experience and the role models are there. And I realized I had bought into that lie. Uh -huh. I had bought into that lie and I watched that video pretty frequently. And it's one of the reasons why I decided to go 
and to kill that lie as often as I can in my work. Yeah. Grace Hopper celebration is. Yeah. So I'm happy that you gave my daughter the chance to be part of Grace Hopper. (laughs) So that's my bravery story. Yeah. And, and it's huge, right? Asking and not knowing what the answer is going to be and being creative, being innovative. You had a goal. I'm sure there were times when you thought, I'm not going to get my daughter there. I'm not going to succeed in this. And you kept going and you got more creative. And from the other person's perspective, I felt like you were so generous to me to offer me this opportunity <laughs> To, do you know what I mean? To be even more memorable. I mean, I remember talking to my husband and being like, well, she's definitely got to talk. Like, obviously she's got to be on the stage. Obviously like that's going to be so memorable Mm -hmm. because you asked. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you know, it was normally, I think, or I have the feeling that if I something really want, I get it. Mm. And this was the first time that in the middle, I got the feeling, okay, this will be the first time I'm not able to get something, although I want it. And, and I thought, no, I don't give this a chance. (laughs) I go on. (laughs) So I'm happy that this did not break the rule. Yeah. of tr- really trying hard. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of something a mentor of mine just recently said to me, I was talking to, you know, cause it's hard to build a business, right? It, it, it's challenging and it demands a different perspective than the corporate perspective. And, and she said to me, either the goal or the deadline, you can either set yourself. I have to know if Cora can go by June artificial deadline, or I'm committed to the goal. My daughter will attend Grace Hopper until someone else tells me it's impossible. Now I'm just going to keep trying. Yes. And girl, I'll tell you. So, you know, my story, most of the listeners know my story, you know, born into a single mom, young single mom, poverty, education, speech impediment I had, and then an eating disorder, abuse, the whole, the whole smorgasbord, right? If I had said, okay, I have to have this by this deadline, I think I would have given up a million times, but nobody told me I had to have it. Nobody told me that I was ever going to be on a 30 under 30 or 40 under 40. And so that never crossed my mind. I just knew I would never be in poverty. I would never be a single mom. I would never, whatever these things were that I said, I would never. And so like you, and this is why for me, you're just an incredible role model for asking. And I have really taken your story and how you keep in, I mean, you keep in contact in such a beautiful way. And I'm not the best. My best friend is like, I can hear her manically laughing in my soul right now. Cause I suck at keeping in contact and you do it in such a beautiful supportive way. But focusing on what is my goal rather than some artificial deadline. And like you said, stealing the decision away from someone else. Uh Yeah, this this annoys me. If people don't dare to do something because 
they believe the answer will be no. Yeah. I mean, you take yeah. the decision away from somebody else. Yeah. Impossible. And sometimes like with getting the ticket in that first way, the answer is no. So you mm -hmm. find another way. If that's really your goal and you're really heading towards that, right? You find a different way. Yes. Yeah. But Ooh. you know, I would have run out of ideas after you. So I'm happy you said <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I mean, and to the point about, you know, what my mentor told me with ignoring the deadline or, or, or not permitting an artificial deadline is that the next year you would have known exactly when the deadlines were. Yes. You'd have been like on it, like butter on pancakes yes. and all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <sighs> but, but most of the times that I see this missing bravery is having or applying for a job. This is mm. that, that what I hear so many times that people do not dare to apply at any company because it's so sparkling and, and yeah. so successful and yeah. they have the feeling they don't fit. I mean, everybody yeah. is only cooking with water. And, and give it a chance. I'm sorry, this is a German saying. I love it. Everyone cooks their pasta with water, y'all. So step uh -uh. into it. And I think that that brings us to your brave role model, right? Yes, yes, yeah. actually it does. You you gave me a hard time to, to <laughs> pick the right uh, role model. So my role model is Alexander Grossmann. And I hired Alexander, I think, three or four years ago. And the story that you need to know is at SAP, the strong feeling that nobody would hire him. Because of the disability, the 100% disability. Because of, you know, it, the way he saw himself together mm. with that marble building mm. from his perspective that didn't go together yeah and he had probably so, been shown a million times by the lack of accessibility to buildings or people talking over him not noticing his humanity that kind of supported that belief right so lots of and he still applied he still applied because some friends made him apply. So he was convinced, he was convinced to get this no. Yeah. And, and it was a funny interview because he was somehow nervous, but also somehow relaxed. He was relaxed because he was convinced he won't get this job. And it was a nice talk and yeah. then he somehow felt mm, this is nice here somehow I would like to be here mm. and you know it it's nice to have this marble around you and I mean he did a perfect interview he was focused he was well prepared he was nervous which I like I like if people are nervous I mean, he was perfect. Yeah. 
And so we gave him a yes and he didn't believe it. So I, I needed to call him several times. And finally he started at SAP wow. and I, need, I, he, I needed to talk to him every week because he was convinced that he won't survive probation period so that we would fire him within the probation period. Because that's, I mean, he said, look at me. And I said, I, I look at you, but yeah. what I see is good. So I, I really got tired. So after four weeks, I took my manager and said, you know, we need to have this talk with Alexander. We need to convince him that he stays here and mm. over the pe probation period, because I'm so annoyed to <laughs> tell him every week <laughs> that there's no chance that we fire him. <laughs> yes, he, yeah, this is my role model. That yeah. is a stunning story. That is truly a, a stunning story. And I can see myself in that because, you know, I am perfectly abled and I had the job, I had the travel, I had the money, I had the relationships, I had all of the things. Yeah. And I would look in the mirror and ask myself when I was going to get fired. I would screw up and instantly, oh, I don't belong. I'm this American living in another country. I don't belong to them. I'm not good enough. I'm a woman in technology and I messed up. I'm going to get fired for years, for years. But I didn't have the bravery at the time to turn to my manager and be like, am I going to get fired? <laughs> I yes, just carried true. that ickiness with me mm -hmm. and it held me back from stepping forward in some pretty significant ways and showing up and seeing how I was appreciated. And so with his story, like, I, I think that that speaks to, to your lesson, to your brave story, but also to so many of us who are convinced we don't fit. We don't suit. There's not space for us in reality. The space needs to be worthy of us. Mm -hmm. You know, your, your story reminds me of my time when I started at SAP. I came from IBM and I loved SAP at this time. It, it was small and the people there were very bright. So mm. I, I came in and I mean, they were so bright and I knew I'm not as bright as they are. Mm. So I decided to stay calm because then they won't recognize that I won't be as bright as they are. <laughs> I, yeah, today I can't believe that, but this was an active decision. I remember that. And today I know, you know, I still meet bright people. Yeah. And then I need to get back and think, okay, they are bright in this topic. Yes. But I have these talents. Yes. But I need to do that actively. I still need yeah. to do that actively. Yes. So I, if I am impressed by somebody mm -hmm. and I I feel I'm getting I'm getting myself down, 
I actively need to look for my talents and say, okay, I'm good at this. And then I'm recovering. Oh, that is gorgeous. So you go and, and you look at what is special about me. Where am I bright? Where do I compliment? Where, what special thing? What I call it my magic. Yes, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my magic? And my magic is in the powerful questions, the unexpected questions and the facilitation of difficult conversations and the bravery to say or to do what is not expected, not wanted, whatever, which puts me in the firing line a lot. But, you know, that is something that I bring in. And sometimes I look at folks who can really diligently stay somewhere in some project and work on that, that 5% incremental change over a long period of time. Right. And I think, oh, I should be more like them. And then I know I'll drive everyone crazy because that's not my magic. Mm-hmm. Just like, yes, you're, you're right. Yeah. 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 I, you're right. I will drive everyone crazy. Like my husband is <laughs> one of my managers at the company. He, he said to me very early on before I realized that it was a magic. He said to me, Oh, hun. No, he didn't say hun. I want to be very fair to him. He did not say hun. He said probably Oh, Nicole or, Oh, or something. And then he said, you are dangerous when you're bored. Not that. And so true. And so true. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing Alexander's story and for your brave story. How can people reach out to you? How can they stay in contact? I think best would be through LinkedIn. Excellent. Excellent. Then I will put that into the show notes. And for everyone that's listening, Really, if you missed the episode with Cora, please go back and experience that and see what I really find special about this already. I'm getting chills is one lived experience and three very different perspectives on the buildup to it, but also how it impacted. And the lesson I take out of this is that we consistently, we think that being brave is going to cost us so much. It's so scary. It's not possible. It's heavy. It's all of these things. Right. And that can be very true, right? Bearable, you shared. It was really scary to pitch that idea. Yes. Yeah. And Cora shared how terrified she was. And, <laughs> you know, and, and I actually, I applied to Grace Hopper expecting to be declined because the company had told me year after year I would be declined. And so I had never actually applied. I had never requested to speak. And so when I was accepted, I didn't know what to do next. I was actually not ready <laughs> to be accepted. So like all this, right, brave, but, but that may be true. That may be true. And what these moments of brave create, we totally underestimate what they are, what they will become. These moments of bravery showing up for a job interview with a hundred percent disability and the assumption that you don't belong there. Like what 
what that's done, not just for Alexander, but also for you, for all of us hearing the story and seeing ourselves and also all the colleagues who see an amazing coworker who has all these quote unquote additional challenges and yet is killing it. Oh, so long story short, please, dear listener, I know brave can sound and feel and be scary and maybe a little bit heavy, but you have no idea what you can create. And it's probably going to go way beyond your initial expectations. All right. Do you have any last words for us? Be brave. Don't make the decision for others. Let them make their decision and try to get the yes. No better way to wrap this up. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you for having me. And may this be the first podcast of many. Yes. All right. Brave it up, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Celebrate Brave podcast. If you're ready to build your brave, to live a life you love and create a career that matters to you, reach out. Together, we can spend time one-on-one to explore how I can help you. And until then, share this episode with people in your life, people who can join our movement to redefine brave, how we identify it, experience it, and celebrate it.